This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Democrats rule divide. New right to food and younger truckers wanted. Election results, Royal Democrats spending plans. This week's election results are raising questions about the future of President Biden's legislative agenda and putting a new focus on the struggles Democrats are having in rural America. In Virginia, GOP Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin did especially well in rural areas on Tuesday, winning well over 80% of the vote in many southwestern counties. Democratic Senator Mark Warner, a former Virginia governor, told reporters Democrats cannot win the state if they can't crack 20% in rural areas. Chris Gibbs, an Ohio farmer who heads the pro-Democrat group called Rural Voices USA, says the election results show a disconnect between D.C. and rural America. The divide is evident in one-sided election results in rural counties that are increasingly frustrated they are not being heard and that lawmakers are not delivering on their priorities, he says. Meanwhile, Democratic leaders insist they are moving forward with President Biden's package of social spending and climate measures despite the party's poor showing on Tuesday. In fact, House Democrats are adding some provisions to the scale-back, build-back, better bill that they introduced last week. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, the Maryland Democrat, told reporters that Democrats have a very good agenda that is going to be very appealing to the American people. The new version of the Build Back Better includes paid family leave and would raise the cap on state and local tax deductions from 10000 to $72,500. USDA nominee okayed. The Senate has confirmed Adrian Wojciechowski uh, to be the USDA Assistant Secretary of Congressional Relations. She has worked in the Senate for the past 14 years, most recently as an aide to the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. Her nomination was approved on a voice vote. State OK's right to food. Maine has become the first state to have a right to food enshrined in its constitution. An amendment adopted with 61% of the vote Tuesday declares there is a natural, inherent, and unalienable right to food for all individuals, as long as they don't commit trespassing, theft, poaching, or other abuses of private property rights, public lands, or natural resources in the harvesting, production, or acquisition of food. Mark Brewer, a political science professor at the University of Maine, says the measure arose from a back-to-the-land movement in Maine. Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association sees it as an essential cornerstone of the foundation of healthy and fair food system for all. But, Brewer said, the measure is so vague, it's hard to tell how it will affect the state until courts weigh in. Now, take note the Maine Farm Bureau, which opposed the measure, worries the vague wording of the amendment would allow people to ignore food safety regulations. 
the Humane Society of the United States is concerned it will override animal cruelty laws. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. and India talk trade. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met virtually yesterday with Indian Minister of Commerce and Industry Piyush Goyal to discuss the bilateral trade relationship between their respective countries and make plans for a meeting in New Delhi, November 22nd and 23rd. The Trump administration tried unsuccessfully to negotiate a trade pact with India, a country known for high tariffs. Republicans cut the truck driving age. Angst is growing on Capitol Hill over the shortage of truck drivers in the U.S., and the concern has prompted 11 Republican senators to ask the Biden administration to lower the minimum age from 21 to 18 to get a commercial trucking license. If left unaddressed, inaction to grow America's pool of truck drivers threatens to drive up shipping expenses, prolong delays, and burden already strained consumers with additional costs, the senators say in a letter to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Representative Dusty Johnson, the South Dakota Republican, speaking at a House Agriculture Committee hearing yesterday that highlighted the trucker shortage, said he is writing a similar letter. EPA, USDA, wildlife agencies focus again on pesticides. Federal agencies, including the EPA, USDA, and the Fish and Wildlife Service, are looking at how to mitigate the impact of pesticides on federally endangered species. The agencies report that they met recently as part of a working group mandated by the 2018 Farm Bill. They agreed to start considering pesticide mitigation measures early in the interagency consultation process required by the Endangered Species Act. Now take note, the Trump administration started to institute changes to the process, but the protracted ESA consultation process for pesticides will allow time for the Biden administration to craft its own solutions. Reactions are mixed. Lori Ann Bird of the Center for Biological Diversity said the agencies have spent a decade, quote, tinkering with refinements to their processes, but have yet to demonstrate meaningful progress on ESA compliance or implement on-the-ground protections for the species they know are right now jeopardized by pesticides. CropLife America, which represents the pesticide industry, said we strongly support this effort and look forward to working with other stakeholders to find improvements to the process. County committee ballots on the way soon. Ballots are being sent out this week for Farm Service Agency County Committee elections and must be returned to the local FSA County office or postmarked by December 6th, the FSA says.
USDA also identified 11 county committees focused on urban agriculture. They're located in Phoenix, Atlanta, New Orleans, Minneapolis, St. Paul, St. Louis, Albuquerque, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Dallas, Richmond, and Portland, Oregon. County committees play a role in determining eligibility for FSA programs. Here's today's She Said It, a strategy based on running up stratospheric margins in a few, in a few key areas while ceding large swaths of rural America is one that will leave Democrats short time and time again. That former Senator Heidi Heitkamp, the Democrat from North Dakota, the founder of One County Project, an initiative to help Democrats perform better in rural areas. Heitkamp was commenting on the Virginia election results. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.